Hey friends, thanks for being with us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, we have a special guest today, Josh Harris, and I really enjoy his portion. We've had him on pretty frequently over the last uh, weeks, and today we're going to talk about bullets or bricks. And you might think to yourself, what kind of podcast is this going to be? Bullets? or bricks, but actually in con well, we could say a lot about those, obviously, but in context, we're going to talk about the tongue and words, and uh, they can either reach people or they can leech from people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bullets, they can uh, pierce through people, or bricks, they can build people up. So I'm very excited to have him on the cast today again and stick around with us for a little bit and we pray that these words will will build you up today all right josh hey great to have you as always how are you doing today wow doing great thanks for thanks for having me as always and uh it's a pleasure to be here so now you told me a couple jokes on the front end of this (laughs) do you want to talk about the parrot one or yeah, sure. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of loosen us up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. On the topic of speaking, everyone's favorite uh, speaking animal. Uh, we're not a big fan of the speaking snake, but uh, there's a speaking bird that. Uh, so the parrot. Um, there's a guy, and he's uh, buying a parrot at an auction, and um, he keeps bidding, and someone's like mysteriously bidding against him, and he can't figure it out, and. And he's frustrated. The price is going up and up and up. And then he says, uh, you know, finally he wins He wins the auction. And he goes up to the auctioneer and he's like, look, I, before I give you the money, I just want to make sure, uh, can this parrot speak? And the auctioneer looks at him with a smile and says, well, who do you think was bidding against you the whole time? <laughs> so, <laughs> so. The question is, how much did he pay for that parrot? Yeah, and I think the auctioneer was pretty pretty slick. You know, to have, <laughs> he got the price way up on it, so. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, go for it. Whatever's on your heart today and excited to hear what the Lord has for us today. Sure, sure. Well, do you mind if we, can we just pray real quick? Please. All right. I just want to pray along with the psalmist. The psalm said in, in Psalm 19, verse 4, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Hmm. And yes, Lord, uh, let the words of my mouth, Pastor Jason's mouth, and the meditation of all of our hearts as we, as we think on these things and think with you and think with your word, that you would be pleased as you see our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so um, there are two scriptures that I'd just like to read to preface this topic. You you did a great job of introducing it, and, you know, bricks or bullets. So, and then Proverbs 18.21, as I'm turning here to these other scriptures, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that's kind of like the why of like, why is this topic important? Uh, because it's life and death. Mm. The tongue has the power of life and death. So uh, Luke chapter 6, 
verse 43. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And then Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 21, that Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, the scripture we read in Luke chapter 6 is almost quoted by James. He basically says the same thing. He uses a slightly different analogy, but he's making the same point. In James chapter 3, Speaking of the tongue, which we'll go back and we'll read some of these other verses, but I want you to see how he's quoting Jesus, really. Uh, verse 11, or verse 10, rather, he says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree... My brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine, bear figs. Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. And back in the beginning of this, this chapter, James chapter 3, he says in verse 2, For we all stumble in many things. And as I read that, as I was looking at this topic, I was greatly encouraged, and I hope you are too, um, that we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body, bridle uh, what they use to lead a horse. It also means to restrain, to lead or to restrain. And as I was reading the word and praying and thinking about this topic, uh, the thought came about how it's the, the love of Christ that constrains us. It's the love of Christ that compels us, that we are to um, follow Jesus. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And um, God is wise God alone is wise, and God is love. If we're following Christ, we're following wisdom, and we're following love. And he who wins souls is wise, and love is what produces a change in, in, in us, in others. And... Uh, yeah, we want to speak as the oracles of God, 1 Peter 4.11. Let him who speaks speak the oracles of God. We, uh, 
I, I wish that I would that all God's people would prophesy, Paul said. Moses said something similar to that in Numbers chapter 11, um, when Eldad and Medad were prophesying. Um, yeah, oh, that all of God's people would prophesy. And to prophesy, Paul tells us, is to speak edification. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. So our speech can reach, it can preach, and um, it can teach. Or, adversely, it can leech. It can really suck the life out of somebody. It can really tear them down. Proverbs 14 verse 1 says that, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman tears it down with her hands. And that's really the bullets, the, the tearing down portion of how our speech can like really tear somebody down. And that's the power of death. And it's all connected, isn't it? Aren't our words connected with our thoughts? You know, they're, they're a thought first. And you say, think before you speak. You know, uh, there's an English pastor from 1900-something, I'm not sure. I want to say it's in the 50s. You can Google it, Alan Redpath. Uh, he has this uh, acrostic on the word think that's really, really helpful. Um, is what I'm about to say true? Is it helpful? Is it inspired? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Mm. Like I could say something that's true, but it might not be helpful mm. or it might, it might be true, but it might not be very inspired, <laughs> might not be from the spirit, might not be kind, uh, might not be helpful. Um, and I might want to say it, but maybe I don't need to say it. Is it needful? Is it necessary? Um, so think before you speak, I think is a good practical thing on the topic, but, um, Ultimately, it's like Jesus. Jesus is our example. And he said that I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. Mm. And um, James, same author of this verse we're looking at here, um, said that uh, we should be, let every man be quick to hear and slow to speak. And what are we hearing? Well, hopefully we're hearing from God before we speak. We're listening for his still small voice and, uh, you know, speaking as the oracles of God, being, being like Jesus in that way. We're following him in love and in wisdom, uh, listening to the voice of heaven, uh, letting the words of Christ dwell in us richly and, and um, speaking forth those, those same things. Not our own thoughts, uh, Jesus said, John six sixty three. great verse on this topic, is that, you know, uh, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he said that, you know, my words are spirit and they are life. So we want to speak life, not death. And speak the word, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all patience, long-suffering, gentleness. Yeah, so just a couple of thoughts there. I have 
a lot more scribbled down on these pages, but well, that's for the good. sake of time, I think we should stop there. Well, we can just kind of unpack it. That's my yeah. famous word. I haven't used <laughs> it in a couple episodes. So, uh, you know, I love this, this theme because we've all said something that we wish we never said. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much inflammatory speech going on in our world today. People are provoking people in their emotions. Um, and I think as believers, um, you know, we can, you know, a kind word turns away wrath. Proverbs 14, 1, you yes. know, again, like uh, when someone has no control over their spirit, mm. you know, it says that he that has control over his spirit is he that is better than con- he that can take a city. So yeah. I think you said some really key things today, Josh. And, you know, I'm sure all of us are... Uh, you know, wanting to let your words on earth be few. I mean, the verses are just coming out, you know, (laughs) and uh, it's like, you know, but I was thinking this verse has been in my mind, like Proverbs 29, 8, the scoffers Mm. uh, ignite the city, um, Mm. Mm. but the wise turn away wrath with their words. And I just think like as believers in the day and age we're living in, are our words like bullets or, mm. or, or are they like leeching? Are they just excessive? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they destructive or mm. are they ministering grace to the hearers in 429 yes. of Ephesians? Yes. Yes. And it's like, I think that those five things you said, I don't know if you can repeat them. They, they were really good, oh, kind, useful. Yeah. What were the, what were the five? Yeah. I think, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspired? Is it necessary? And is it kind? I think that's a very good grid uh, or a very good guard, maybe we could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we want to be overanalyzing ourselves, but but usually uh, we get ourselves into trouble because of the words that are not of those five categories. Yeah. Um, but but think about this. Romans three three thirteen says that the words uh, can be like a poisonous asp. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever worked with snakes before. Yeah. Um, but a poisonous asp. They're very quick. They strike. Uh, they're very uh, painful, um, and they're just they're very quick. You know, I don't know if you've been in situations. I'm sure you're married, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, with kids and I'm sure when you're tired or just, uh, maybe if something's bothering you, our words can kind of flow mm-hmm. and can be like a poisonous asp, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, just even simple recovery, like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for what I said. Yes. Uh, you know, the, those retractive words that, okay, maybe we can never get back what we said, but we can certainly, uh, redirect them. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. <laughs> I think like the words of, of God really reverse the curse of the words of men, you know, like people can say something that's like, can be really damaging, you know, to a person. Uh, I've said them and I've had them said to me and it's, mm. it's God's thoughts and his heart and his words that are really healing you know, there's balm and Gilead, you know, <laughs> yes. there's healing, uh, in the words of the great physician. So, I mean, our listeners, I mean, maybe I'm sure we all can relate to this. I mean, we are just like, 
maybe there are days when we're on top of the world. Like we, we have like the, um, the silver tongue that mm. Proverbs te- talks about. Mm. Proverbs 15, 3, we have wisdom. You said something key, like what we commune with or think about becomes our communication. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, what are, I would just say that, like, what are you communing with? What are you thinking about? What's going on in your brain? Like there's so many fears and inflammatory speech going on that mm-hmm. it can just rile us up, right? Mm-hmm. And we just have to really... Uh, really like James three, we just have to, it, it can really cause a firestorm. It can really have a wildfire. Like yeah. what was happening in California. Yeah. And it's uncontrollable. Right. Yeah. And many people get hurt, but what are some ways that you commune and just get your head back into, and get your heart back? And, and, uh, how do you, how do you do that? Mm. You know, just a practical way. Yeah. I mean, I know that my heart's like capable of deceiving me and leading me astray. And so I need, I need my life to be led by God. I need him. I need his spirit to be the one to, to lead me. And, um, I think in this chapter, James is talking about, um, the analogy of a, of a ship. And he talks about the tongue being a rudder. And um, that's like the part that steers the ship. But that rudder is connected to something Mm. called the steering wheel. And then there's a person controlling that, right? Uh, And steering the ship. And, um, you know, I think like, Jesus, take the wheel. No, <laughs> no, like literally, like seriously, Hebrews chapter two, verse 10 says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. Mm. And then Hebrews chapter six, verse 19 says that our hope in him is an anchor to our soul. Mm. And then our tongue is this rudder that's like directing things. So somehow there's a connection between our mind and our soul and our heart and our tongue and the direction that our life takes. Mm. And I haven't studied it enough, but it's like I'm really provoked by just the little bit of preparation that went into this podcast that I'm really provoked to look into this more and really seek God and his word about it. But but that's that's it. It's the spirit. You know, read Romans chapter 8 and think of, about these things. It's the, the, to be carnally minded is death, verse six of chapter eight, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, I've, I've, uh, verse 15 and verse 19, I've set before you life and death. Verse 19 says, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Mm. I love that. You know, like it's a multiple choice question and he gives you the answer that's like (laughs) that's the exam right there (laughs) yeah 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 choose life that you may live in and your children after you well you quoted uh james 3 4 james even 3 3 we put bits in Mm -hmm. the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body right yeah these massive animals 
And then behold, ships, which though they may be so great and driven by fierce winds, yet they're turned about with a very small helm or rudder, uh, whithersoever uh, the governor lifts us. So it's like, again, like I think about what is our rudder? Like, let's say someone's been through something. Uh, they've been wounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they've been hurt in past relationships or... Uh, maybe they've had a bad experience with authority, or maybe they have a bad self-image due to some failure. That can be our rudder, mm-hmm. and we can speak from our wounds. We can speak from uh, our pain, and I think a lot of anger comes from that, where uh, one writer says the root of anger is sadness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or depression is really anger inside out. and. So when you're thinking about the heart, the, the, our, our vocabulary, our words, David said this, one of my favorite verses, given a lot of scripture today, by the way, uh, 17.2 of, of Psalms, yes. let my sentence yes. come from your presence. And yes. so maybe something's, something's bad, hap- maybe something's bad happened, maybe there's been a disappointment, maybe there's been a, a failure, whatever it is, we don't have to speak from that. And like practically speaking, like, you know, we may be analyzers and want to fix it and change it. And, but God is saying, cast it away so Mm. that it doesn't, it's not a, it's not the place where you talk from, you know, you know, it's interesting. Maybe someone's divorced and maybe they look at their life as a divorcee, right? Mm. Or, someone may have failed and they they see their life through the lens of failure. So instead of like um, confessing those things that are not as though they are, yeah. they're just confessing death. Right. And that verse, there's mm-hmm. before you life and death, mm-hmm. blessings and cursings, uh, speak life, speak yes. grace, yes. speak peace. Yes. And uh, I just watched in the news last night and our country is so on the brink of just, uh, you know, so restless. And what a time to speak truth, speak love, speak Mm. hope. Uh, You want to comment on that? Yeah, yeah. Love and love and wisdom uh, and life and hope and peace. All, All that coming from God, coming from his word. If we think about bricks, we think about uh, that's something solid that you can build one upon another upon another, like line upon line. And just think about God's word being that solid thing mm. that um, that we can speak to someone, that they can take and, and build something of value with. And uh, that that coming from... Uh, the spirit like fruit like Jesus is talking about in Luke chapter 6 about like a, a good tree bears good fruit and no one is good we're not good but God is good and as it's the life of Christ in us it's the Holy Spirit in us bearing that fruit Galatians chapter 5 think about that you know and uh, there's fruit of the flesh and then there's and that's death mm. and it profits nothing and it's worthless um, and then there's, uh, the fruit of the spirit, which is lo- these things you're saying, mm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
gentleness, self-control. There it is. And that's, and that's from him. And I think about that, that prayer we prayed together with the psalmist at the beginning here. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength mm. and my Redeemer. He's our strength to do this. It, it's not like five easy steps to how to not say something stupid. You know? <laughs> we, can't, we can't do it. Yeah, we don't, need any, we don't need any... Uh, How-tos. You know, yeah, that, yeah, it comes natural. We like, say something there's plenty of self-help stuff in the library or Barnes & Nobles you can get from the world all day long. And the flesh profits nothing, Jesus said, but his words are spirit and they are life. Excellent. You know, you see so many people today wanting to learn a new language, right? Mm -hmm. I think one of the... Um, one of the apps is called Babel. Isn't that a funny thing? <laughs> it's like Tower of Babel. And now you got Rosetta Stone. You've got all these different uh, vehicles and tools. But we need to learn learn a new language. Mm. We, we, need, we need a new vocabulary and mm. confessing life and mm. um, not confessing how we feel, mm. even though, you know, we're not going to deny how we feel. But we're going to speak to God and cast those things onto him who can do something about it. Yeah. Have you ever talk to somebody and they're just complaining and carrying on and they're talking about, they're talking to everyone except the person that can do something about it. Yeah. That's like bullets. Yeah. We're like pierced through. We're like shot up and we're bleeding. Right. Mm, mm. But bricks, bricks, just, Hey, yeah. how can I serve you today? Or how can I edify you today? Like, not flatter you, but edify in the sense of like, be specific and speak to their spirit, not yeah. just their natural. Yeah. Um, and you you have this in your spirit, uh, and I've seen you in action. And um, any closing comments, Josh? We could talk all day on this, mm. and it's gone quickly today. But what's your bullets yeah. or bricks? Yeah. Or how did World War Two? Is it bombs and or bonds or something like that? Right? Yeah. And wow. speaking life and not death, words that reach to the heart of someone and not leech from them. Mm. And uh, and how do we do it? It's got to be God. My strength has to die. Think about uh, in the context of this topic, Isaiah chapter six, in closing that. In the year that King Uzziah died, and Uzziah could, you know, mean strength, our strength has to die. Mm. And then we see the Lord high and lifted up, and His glory filling. And then we confess, hey, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. We have a speech problem. God, would you help us? And then the coal from the throne comes and cleanses us. Mm. And uh, that's, you know, just, I think that's a good thought in, in closing is, is that it's got to be him. It's got to come from his throne, that cleansing, the coal from the throne and his presence, my sentence from his presence. Yeah. You know? And uh, wow, yeah. what a good, I mean, a, we need that coal from the altar. Mm. to purge our lips because mm. some days we're just kind of like uh, we're just throwing bullets around, right? Mm -hmm. And then God's like, okay, I need to recalibrate you. I need to re renew your mind. You know, I was just thinking like 
and this is a good exercise for our listeners, for all of us for that matter, how about speaking to people in their potential? Mm. Like maybe they're not, and this is a good leadership tip, you don't like only speak at a person where they are now, but you speak to them in where they will be. Mm. You're creating a capacity in them to believe that God is doing a greater work. So speaking mm. to each other in our potential. Wow, this has been a loaded cast today. And uh, Josh, always good to have you. And this is the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, thanks, friends, for joining us today. We pray that this ministered to you. We throw, Hopefully we threw a couple bricks at you uh, <laughs> in the right sense. <laughs> God bless you and have an awesome day. <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.